Babes podcast. Dave's podcast, episode four. Four candles, Wendy Craig, auctions and Arabs. My next employment came through my mum when she was asked by Terry Comerford and Bernard Odie whether I was happy where I was. They were starting a new business called Cook and Mowers and Bernard was going to be spending more time out of the shops. WG Churches was an old-fashioned hardware shop. It was taken over by them and they kept the same name from the old man who used to used to run it for years. So let me take you on a tour of WG Churches, alright? But you'll have to mind your steps down the cellar. It can be quite treacherous. Through the doors and on the left-hand side was all household goods. Plysu, um, glass bowls, uh, some clothes dye, some plastic bowls and mops, uh, mainly household goods. That spread over onto the right side as well. There was a bit more glassware, uh, green barrelware, china pottery, and then a bit of the gardening stuff, a bit of weed killer, um, fertilizers, sacks of peat, compost. And then through the shop, you had another area, had lots of tools, spanners, Stanley tools, that sort of thing. A key cutting machine, which did Yale keys, mortise keys and car keys. And another paint mixing machine with various paints. A paraffin dispenser. Um, and then the counter with the till, with, behind that was a selection of screws and nails. And yes... We really did have four candles. We had handles for forks and you could buy four candles. We also had tins of peas, tins of the letter P's if, and various other letters if you wanted to make up the name of your house. And we also had billocks. Four candles. Four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are, four candles. No, four candles. Handles for forks. I adjusted to the work at WG Church quite well. I mean, I knew most of the items, the nails, the screws, bulbs and these sort of things I've been selling for years. Also, the timings was really good in that the shop opened at nine o'clock. I could leave home at quarter to nine. It was about a mile away from home, cycle to work. We had an hour and a quarter for lunch, so I could cycle home for lunch. And uh, quite often my mum would have a sandwich or a soup ready for me. And then at two o'clock, I'd come back to work again. It was at this point that I started to learn to drive. I'd saved around five pound in bus fares, and so that went on driving lessons. Yes, I know, £5 a lesson. So throughout the summer, I was having lessons either on Wednesday on my half day or in the evenings. 
and it came to the time for me to take my test. I was taking it on a Monday morning. On the Sunday, my Uncle David and Uncle Roger came down from London and we went out to the pub at lunchtime. So we'd been there for a good hour or so. Uh, pubs used to close at two o'clock then. So we'd had three or four pints. And at closing time at two, they said, well, when's your test then? I said, uh, well, it's tomorrow. And, well, we'll, we'll take you for, for a test, a lesson now. Uh, and uh, so they took me, my uh, uncle uh, David had a, a Morris 1800, a big black Morris 1800. We went up to Cousins, which was a motor supplies, and bought some stick-on L-plates. I then proceeded to drive round Cookham Dean with these two sat in the back giggling. I still maintain to this day that the reason that I passed was this hour and a half I had. I was relaxed on, had three or four pints, different times, I apologise. But I drove around, I was relaxed, with them giggling in the back, and the next day I passed my test. I took my test in Slough and when I passed my instructor said will you take it easy now I'll drive you home and it was the most scariest half hour of my life. He went down the A4 in Slough weaving in and out of traffic while telling me the various gifts that people had given him when they'd passed the test. A bottle of whiskey, some champagne, chocolates I thought, well, you've had £5 off of me for weeks, and that's your lot, matey. The first car I bought was a little 1100 Morris in light blue. I bought it off Uncle Keith, who was a close family friend who lived on Westwood Green. He needed quite a bit of work doing to it. It was quite rusty. Well, cars were very rusty in those days. We used to use two types of fibreglass. There was P40, which was a red fibreglass, often used with a metal mesh to fill holes. And then you had P38, which was a much finer fibreglass. I used to spend ages filling this bits of holes on this car and rubbing them down and then respraying them in this sky blue. I also fitted a heated rear window. Cars those days were pretty basic. You even had to wind the windows up. There was no electric window. But I thought it'd be a good idea to have a heated rear window. This was sort of like a mesh. It was about a centimetre wide foil. And you stuck it on the back of the window, wired it up, run the cables under the carpet and installed a switch at the front of the car. The only problem was this little 1100 was so underpowered. If I switched it on while I was going along, it just slowed down. I know I'm digressing a bit, but I have to tell you another story about this car. I took it once up the Dean to, uh, to go to a party. Most of my friends at that time didn't have cars and they were a bit younger than me. So I went to this party and there was about five or six blokes that had come from Maidenhead and I could sense this was there was going to be trouble. Anyway, later on in the evening, one of them set about my mate Mark Linsell. I went out there, got between them and split them up. But meanwhile, a little short guy came in from the side and lamped me one. We proceeded to have a not very efficient fist fight, uh, but then it broke up and all, the, all these six lads came out of the, uh, of the party and confronted me. So I started walking away down the road and then they started coming after me. 
I eventually uh, I ran down from Cookham Dean and through the churchyard and they were chasing after me. I jumped over the wall and ran across the back gardening of the vicarage. There through the window I could see the vicar and his family sitting having uh, an evening meal as I ran like hell across his garden. I managed to hide in the churchyard and the boys got fed up trying to find me and went back in the party. But unfortunately, obviously, my car was sat outside. So I left it half an hour and then sneaked back and got in the car. They all came out and I was trying to start the car. On the little Morris 1100s, they have a tiny little key. Anyway, this key decided it would be a good time to break off in ignition. Well, Mark Lintzel, luckily, was on his moped, so I had to send him from Cookham Dean all the way back to our house, knock on our door and collect my spare key, which he did. So I was still hiding in the churchyard at this time. Eventually he came back and gave me the spare key. I jumped in the 1100, pulled out the choke. Yes, a choke you used to have to pull out on cars then, the boy, all these boys came out of the party. I managed to start the car, turn it round and raced all the way home. I remember getting down, driving in the drive and still reason I had the choke full on. The car was racing away, but at least I was safe. A sad and disturbing footnote to this story is that the main protagonist of this group of boys actually set about someone and killed them with a broken bottle a few months later. Anyway, back to four candles. So in churches, we had account holders, which meant uh, people just had accounts and uh, they would be settled at the end of the month. But these account holders always assumed that I would know who they were, even when I hadn't been there for, for many weeks. I remember once I was serving someone at the back of the shop. Someone came in and waved a spade at me and said, stick this on my account. And disappeared out the door. And I was thinking, I've got no idea who you are. So I remember Terry spending a frustrating day playing a kind of version of Guess Who so that we could work out who to charge this spade for. One of our account holders was Wendy Craig, the actress, although her name was Wendy Bentley. I remember her being in the shop one day and another customer came in and saw, seeing who it is, went up to her and said, Oh, Mrs Craig, we don't see you on telly very much. Well, at the time, Wendy Craig was in a show called Butterflies, which was absolutely huge. More, maybe 20 million people would watch it. So after it had gone, I remember her sat, turning to me and said, Well, he doesn't watch television much. Cookham Dean had some of the most expensive houses in the country. One of our account holders, who lived on the Dean, uh, I didn't really see him an awful lot, but he had a handyman that worked for him and he used to come down and charge um, lots of things. I know for a fact that uh, they sold the house to an Arab 
and he still kept on working there. But this Arab came in his Rolls Royce and bought the house for a million and a half in cash and he had a suitcase in the back of this Rolls Royce. This man was kept on and did odd jobs for him. At one point he did some cement work so he kept his cement mixer up there but he charged them £20 a day hiring charge for it and they paid it without any quibble. So after a while Christmas came round again. I know what you're thinking. Dave, what did you get for Christmas? Well, I got a week's worth of wages in tools, which actually I was really pleased about. I got a Black & Decker drill, an orange one, that uh, I was using for 20 years after that. I also got a lot of tools that I could use for servicing and repairing my car. So I was actually quite pleased. Terry had a son called Andy. And together we used to go to car auctions in Bracknell. After about six months, my little old blue 1100 badly failed its MOT. So I took it there to sell it. But we used to go to these car auctions and have a look around. It was really interesting. And uh, there was all kinds of cars, sports cars, fancy cars. I remember we used to look at cars and we used to think, Oh, no, no, that's got electric windows. That's never going to catch on. It's just something else that could go wrong. I remember Andy used to get very frustrated if we hadn't bought anything one particular evening. So it was late in the evening. It was November, really frosty night, thick frost, and an Avenger came in. It was black and uh, had a new reconditioned engine and looked quite smart. He said, well, Dave, Dave, you ought to have that. Try and buy that, you know. So anyway, I paid about £275 and bought this car and drove it home. The next morning, my dad woke me up and he said, what have you bought on the drive? I said, why, why? And I didn't know, but overnight it had defrosted. And when I looked at it, it had been hand-painted with black Dulux gloss. And the only thing that was filling in all the ridges and uh, uh, paint marks on this car was the thick November frost. Once that had defrosted, it looked terrible. Anyway, back in the shop. We also had an account holder called Lady Marsden. And she was quite literally one of the meanest, most formidable women I have ever met. Whenever I saw her coming through the door, I knew my day was over. She used to buy boxes of 15 watt bulbs to light Marsden Hall. It must have been such a dingy place. Anyway, I worked at WG Churches for nearly four years, so I've got quite a few other stories to tell. But hang on. I can see Lady Marston coming in. She's just crossing the road. I'm going to go and hide down in the cellar. I'll see you next week. This was a Just the Ticket production. <laughs>